0: is Pizza My Mind. I'm Jess. I'm Andy. And this is the pod about what to watch every weekend, usually over pizza and beer. What are you drinking, Andy?
1: Jameson Caskmates IPA version. Mm. I am also wearing a Celtics t-shirt, and I am drinking whiskey that's flavored <laughs> like beer, which is just about the most Irish thing you can do.
0: You're just, you're gearing up for the game later today. Yes. Yeah. And I am drinking uh, Syntax peanut buttery stout... It's really good. It's smooth. I like it. I God, I love beer. Anyway, uh, so this is our first podcast. Uh, what better way to start off a podcast talking about movies than to review a really big one that came out uh, yesterday, Avengers Infinity War Part 1, uh, and just talk about what we thought of it. Um, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. Fire away. Um, I Well... It was directed by the Russo brothers who also directed uh The Civil War. And so it, there was no there was no loss in continuity. It felt pretty much the same, which is kind of what you want sometimes when there's so many different Marvel movies out there and they're kind of like playing Russian roulette with directors. It feels really different from one to another. Um
1: Do you think that's a bad thing though? I mean, I uh, I when the yeah. basic premise is, oh no, so and so has intention to destroy the universe and then someone in tights comes along and beats him up and <laughs> saves the day. I mean, it's kind of good to and that's why I think having, you know, bringing in different directors like the the fact that Civil War or sorry, uh Civil War was done by them, but mm-hmm. then you had Black Panther done by someone completely foreign to the superhero scene and and uh the same that's with
0: true. I think
1: I forget who was, who Ant-Man was directed by, but that was a little funnier yeah. and, I don't know. I I like the fact that they feel a little different and and I don't know, without that it just gets to be the same.
0: Feel stale to you?
1: Well, it can. Um yeah. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily think so on this one. I I think the Russo brothers do a good job with this particular type of throwing a bunch of stars on the screen and keeping it campy and loose at the same time without it just being a giant action-filled clusterfuck but true
0: i mean well that's one of the things i was gonna get at was that 18 movies led up to this thing and lots and lots and lots of characters were kind of shoved into this this latest installment by the way uh before we go any further there's probably gonna be spoilers because it's just inevitable because we saw it and it's pretty boring
1: to talk around them
0: yeah uh so if you don't like spoilers then you shouldn't be listening to us but we're gonna try we're gonna try to keep it as spoiler free as we can
1: I make no such promise
0: (laughs) I feel like uh, this latest installment the Infinity War crammed so many people into this movie in some ways it it worked really well like when you see the Guardians of the Galaxy characters who were by far the campiest and the funniest people but also there's just there's just no time for anybody I think my latest or My biggest, my biggest grief with this movie was that like I, there are certain characters in the Avengers and Marvel Universe that I really, really like. And uh, I feel like no one was on screen enough to actually savor. Uh, Relationships weren't really enjoyed between characters long enough, in my opinion. I feel like there was a lot of stuff that was just rushed. Um, There were a few moments that were poignant or funny or memorable. But overall I just feel like, oh, I, I want that character to be on screen longer or no, that was like five seconds, but but that was such a good moment and anyway.
1: See I think you have this kind of movie, you have Civil War and, and I think it's it's I don't know. I, I didn't mind that part of it. I, I like the fact that you, you bounced all around and people got equal screen time and You like that? I, I like that I You're I allowed to like thought it. it was a good. <laughs> this is marriage, folks. Um, it also when you have these gigantic battle scenes, you Huge. you can't you can't
0: multiplanetary.
1: Well, yeah, but that's it's got to be that way because you can't stick to like if mm-hmm. it was just that one battle scene in in Wakanda, you can't just have okay three quarters of the Avengers are are fighting these crazy weird alien people uh, and then just we're gonna show that for half an hour like
0: I I I mean even as a a a half committed person like me who hasn't seen all of them I was able to follow the plot and I knew I knew who was who and that that was enough yeah
1: although since you mentioned that it was first off following the plot of of (laughs) (laughs) big big guy wants to kill the world (laughs) and the good guys are trying to stop him (laughs) I It's...
0: Don't try to get deeper than that because you start finding like the holes in the plot.
1: No, no, no! I think people should try and get deeper than that, and it'll break their brains. That's the thing. Like, you... Although okay. the one thing that they did, speaking yes. of of trying to get deeper than that, I I love the fact that that they tried to add layers to Thanos, like like the 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 whole thing Aww. of of trying to. And I'm saying I love it sarcastically because what you know what like why why try and make it more than it was like he's the big bad guy who's trying to destroy the universe fine that's you know what that's as much of a foil I as the avengers that. need you, i don't
0: know you First stuff yeah i love zoe saldana okay um so i love that because most of the the guardians of the galaxy movies are just kind of like they're around chris pratt mm-hmm. who is just he's fluffy no matter what if he eats a single piece of bread he's going to be fluffy Um, that was just a dig. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just, I'm grumpy that in the Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like, it revolves around this Chris Pratt guy, but, uh, I love Zoe Saldana more. Anyway, uh, more of Zoe Saldana's relationship with, uh, sorry, Gamora and Thanos and this weird, like, father-daughter relationship. Maybe it's because, because I love my dad and I understand this weird, complex relationship between father and daughter- um, I don't know.
1: Well, so I, I guess uh, I should explain a little more what I what I really found a little silly about it. The, the father daughter thing I didn't mind. That that that's an interesting angle. That yes, if they had explored that, it was more...
0: poignant. It was one of the most humanistic things that was in the movie. Anyway, go ahead.
1: Well, I, again, I I don't I don't <laughs> mind them developing that more. And I I thought it was. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe I take issue a little bit with the fact that this guy who can just write off fifty percent of the galaxy, uh, then would have a soft spot for this one one individual person who just happened to toddle along and he decided not to kill that one even though he was killing a bunch of other children it on was her home interesting.
0: planet. Interesting, yeah. But, but go ahead.
1: But the thing that the thing that I, I guess I was a little uh, I thought was a little silly in in them trying to introduce was um, trying to add the, the, the complexity to his character of he just he wants to kill half the universe because everyone's starving. You know, the planets are starving themselves. And there's finite resources. Like, he's this crazed, um, genocidal... Kind like it, a in,
0: Hitler like, figure.
1: Well, yeah. But, like, Hitler crossed with, with uh, like, Al Gore or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Like, we have to save all of these planets from humans because the humans are overpopulating them. And and using up all the resources, and it would just be this paradise of okay. It was a
0: weird. It was a weird commentary on overpopulation, where like it it, it spans not across just Earth, but like across the universe were like there's just too many beings well, it, in the universe and if we just cut that in half then we'd all live in harmony because we wouldn't be fighting well for so here's resources. here's
1: my other thing though yes who decided half why half where does <laughs> that number 25%? come from are all like is the earth exactly half overpopulated is is <laughs> I have no idea. are all of the other planets exactly 50 percent too too high and we needed to cut down yeah. to exactly half why not 75 percent yeah. On top of that, if he's this, you know, person who's in extremely ethical and worried about people's well-being enough to kill a random 50%, even if that's the exact number, why not just make 75% of people infertile and let, you know, the natural cycle of it's life true. take care of it? No more ba- or 25% as many babies as there were before? Great, that would sort things well, out. Well,
0: then it becomes, like, The Handmaid's Tale. Not to get off topic, but, like, the whole premise of The Handmaid's Tale is that, like, people start becoming infertile, and then, like, they, they turn into this tyrannical uh, leadership. <laughs> Killing
1: 50% of the universe isn't tyrannical?
0: I, well, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, that just... <laughs> Maybe I should backtrack. Seems
1: tyrannical. I haven't watched The <laughs> Handmaid's Tale. I don't know.
0: It's handmaids, but anyway... Uh, I, I'm maybe I'm getting too deep. I think, like, 50%, or just saying, like, oh, we're going to wipe out half of the universe is just an easier thing to follow. Because in my experience with Avengers movies, uh, and this is even from the beginning, like, if you ask me, like, what was the problem they were trying to solve for? I'm just like, I don't know. Something big is trying to destroy Earth, and they have to stop it. That's about as deep as it gets. And when they try to, like, introduce layers or or nuances i'm just like stop just stop just punch the robots kill the aliens just keep going but but well
1: yeah that's that's yeah i agree that's that's my my point about all of this is is that like i i'm fine with just this big this big purple guy who i loved uh when chris pratt called him grimace uh this big guy who (laughs) looks like a militant grimace and and is coming to destroy that that's all i need and let you know let's not make him come let's let the the avengers have their lines yeah. let's let's let the action be just on a scale that we we haven't seen before and and let's just action make the bad great. guy a, a big bad guy and not try and explain the motives because yes. you know what why didn't he if he's so concerned about everyone <laughs> just make 50 percent more goddamn resources Huh? He's all powerful, is or does I the know. does the glove not do not do that? It's it's an infinity glove that is limited. Yeah. Is that it? Anyway, I liked the movie. I just thought that 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 part of it was silly. And yes, if they just left it to we're gonna explore his relationship with Gamora, I would have liked that more. That was good. So I want to talk about, and I like I said, I did not make a promise to not introduce spoilers. So to hell with it. Stop listening if There's you don't like There's already
0: been spoilers. You're fucked.
1: No, I'm not, because I didn't care in uh, the first place. Not
0: you, the listeners. Oh,
1: yep. Yep, don't <laughs> care. Uh, so what did you think about the selection of the people who disintegrated when Thanos snapped his fingers? <laughs> After he got all of the Infinity Stones. Oh my God. And they tried to protect Vision from giving up his. I'm just, fuck you, spoilers. What did you think of the, of the selection uh, of people <laughs> who disintegrated? Like who they chose to have vanish in a in a plume of ashes.
0: They did what I thought. Like, they, they pushed the limits. They're like, who could we pretend to take away for just a little bit without freaking things out, even though it's supposed to be totally randomized? Um, but, like, they they stopped with, with the important people. Like, Tony Stark is still alive, um, which leads us to believe that when uh, Doctor Strange was looking into the future and found like that one instance of where they would win this battle against Thanos, uh, he he saw that in order to win that they needed Stark.
1: And you're saying that's why he gave up the time stone yeah. rather than yeah. let Tony die.
0: Um, and so I feel like that was important. And then I just feel like it would have pushed the envelope too far. Like You don't want to send fans into a rage or a riot when they leave the theater like you got to you got to protect the this universe and a few people just they have to stay alive uh for people to to hang in there and so like you know the important people like Captain America was saved and yet bucky was gone
1: well so here's here's what i liked about about who they saved at first i and I, my initial reaction to it was what the hell? Like they're just taking away people that we know. You know they're making a Black Panther too, so he's not actually gone. Right. And they're making Spider Man well, probably two, three, and four, the so the they're not actually taking previous. him away. Yeah. And then and then the more I think about it, I kind of like. I mean, one, I feel like yes, those people are all. I, I really do feel like those people are coming back in their next movies, yeah. and it'll be it'll be after Infinity War. And so it, yeah. I kind of feel like the the Russos. Like it was kind of a.
0: Damn a Rusos. trolling of
1: the trolls, like you yeah. know that people are going that, that this is just going to have a bunch of people saying, "Well, obviously they're going to come back," and it's kind of like just throwing red meat to them, just right, just to get a laugh or something from the Russos. But the thing that I actually like about it, the more I was thinking about who is still there, uh-huh. is that it it is all of it's the original Avengers. Bruce Banner yes. survived. Steve Rogers <laughs> survived. Tony Stark survived. Uh-huh. Natasha Romanoff survived. It's all of the all of the original Thor obviously survived. It's it's all of the originals, and so it's it's like this next movie, whatever it is,
0: it's the originals, which is what I prefer. Like I was gonna mention that, like in 2012 when the first one came out, and that one was directed by Joss Whedon. I, I liked it. Like I came away like. I, as opposed to this most recent installment, when I, went, when I left the theater after the first Avengers movie, I'm just like, that was the coolest shit ever. I loved every single one of those characters, and I got plenty of time with the ones that I liked the most, and, like, I just had the best time ever. And nowadays it's so busy that there was a lot, there was just so much to take in, and I'm just like, some of you are not my favorite people. Bring me back my favorites, and I feel like someone heard my thought.
1: I, I like that it's going to be the originals and I mm. like that there's a, a good passing of the torch set up. Mm. I think it'll, it, it it sets up the next movie coming next summer to be
0: God, a fucking year from now. <laughs> I, Sons of bitches. Which brings me to my next question which is what are you excited about between now and then that'll get you by? Maybe you don't lose sleep over this. I do. I, I sure, need entertainment. I
1: sure don't. And there's there's plenty of it coming out. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: are you excited? What's one thing you're excited about?
1: Before any actual other movies that are coming out, I'm I'm very interested to see what uh what they do in the next movie and and all the speculation about uh what happens with Infinity War 2 or whatever the hell they're going to title it. Uh-huh. I I like I like the idea uh that that you had the other day we were we were after we saw this we were talking about the fact that uh you know thanos seemed to have miraculously healed after he got smashed in the sternum by the the uh, storm breaker by by thor's new battle axe um smashed in the sternum managed to snap his finger still and then uh zoom out of there and go back to titan via the glove or or mm-hmm. however the hell he did it um, and and but it looked like even though he, all of those cracked ribs and the giant puncture in his chest from the axe were completely healed it looked like his arm and the glove were still pre- up. yeah pretty messed up like all <laughs> all cracked and and burned and yeah. like it it looked like it had clearly taken its toll and and so clearly some people need to come back um, and 50% of the universe got destroyed or its inhabitants anyway. Yeah. And so I liked the idea of, you know, act one of the next movie is the original Avengers get the glove from, from Thanos and and now all of a sudden they can bring some people back. But uh, the, what it's, its deteriorated condition means is that it's only got like 25% of its juice left. So you can only bring back half of the people that left. So what I want to happen in Avengers 2 uh, or sorry, in Infinity War two, is they get the glove Whatever back from Thanos. Thanos, and then the the and then Act two of the movie is them deciding who to bring back. So, <laughs> like, sure, they bring back the the Avengers that are missing. They bring back the Obamas. They're gonna bring back Malala. Uh, they're definitely <laughs> skipping Trump. Um, they're gonna skip the Kardashians, and and they'll probably uh, skip the whole DC Comics universe just to wipe that and nip that in the bud even though it's doing a pretty good job on its own
0: yeah. uh,
1: but then it gets tricky right like you get some people who you know when it's time to like okay do we bring back Kanye or not uh, some people who like his music will say ah forget about the fact that he's a fucking maniac and then other people will say no he's an asshole leave him we don't, we don't need him back uh, and then the, you know Natasha's gonna veto any woman that Bruce Banner says yes to even if it's just out of spite and she's on the other side of the world or the galaxy you could call it, uh, you could call it Avengers Infinity War Two, uh, the Ultimate Death Panel, or something like that. I think it'd be good. Um, that's probably not what they're going to do, but I don't see why not. So that's what I'm going to look forward to: is hoping against hope that that comes true and not having that spoiled for an entire year. <clears throat> that and Ant Man Two.
0: That yeah.
1: I've said my piece, and that's I'm, I'm sticking to it.
0: I you go. Mine's a lot more simple. I'm just really excited for the Captain Marvel movie. I think that's it's still probably not coming out soon. It's probably not going to come out till like uh, like close to when the second installment for Infinity War comes out. But uh, like I like Brie Larson, um, and I feel like she's she's not like uh, an overly cosmetic uh, version of Hollywood or or some kind of frou-frou actress. I feel like uh, she probably would make a really good Captain Marvel. Um, And I'm just really excited for a Marvel movie. Like, DC did it. They did Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot was awesome in it. Um, And I wanted Marvel to have something like that as well. I just want to see a movie where a woman kicks ass and I'm not bored. Um, Or, like, they, they keep making her still have, like, these weird tropes. Where like she falls for a guy and 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 romance is somehow tied into her quest. I want to see someone like Captain Marvel have a really awesome movie in the Marvel universe and then come in and like kick ass in the Infinity War after. So I'm really excited for that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for that because uh, like it's just been it's been the status quo since I was a little kid. Uh, Superheroes have always been dudes and the women have always been like the girlfriends or the sidekicks or whatever and uh, and even when people try to make movies with a female superhero, um, the heroine is somehow still falling into all the same trappings that make her like a sidekick anyway anyway.
1: How long before the same people who bitch about no one says Merry Christmas anymore start complaining that a white man can't get a gig as a superhero anymore? It's they all women and minorities. Are. Gal
0: Gadot,
1: Chadwick Boseman, Brie Larson. Where are all the white men?
0: I know. Well, she you have any other parting thoughts? I was going to ask, like, out of a scale of 1 to 10, like, what would you give Infinity War? Nine. Nine? Yep. Really? Okay. Yep. I was going to give it a 7.5?
1: That's bullshit.
0: <laughs> I think it's let's
1: let the weekend box office come in we can see which side of history you're on
0: it'll make it'll make a lot a lot a lot of money it's already made a lot a lot of money but it like in terms of like my favorite Avengers movie it is not a 10
1: have they advertised it as having a 100% Rotten Tomatoes score yet
0: no and it doesn't have one it's got like 80% right now really yeah Percent. everything's
1: had a 100% rotten tomato score in I the know. past like six months you would think I feel like once fandango bought them all of a sudden you saw 100% rotten tomato score just being splashed around like it was candy that's anyway. a
0: conspiracy theory to, to chew on anyway that's that's how i would say okay so you give it a 9 out of 10 yep. i give it a 7.5 out of 10 sorry marvel okay so i'm gonna give you these three maybe facts right now and uh, afterwards after you hear all three then tell me which one you think is a lie
1: Can we go over the rules again?
0: No. All right. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so the first either truth or lie was that Captain America wasn't part of the original team. Uh, The second one is that the film initially achieved an R rating in the U.S. This is the first Avengers movie. Uh, And the third truth or lie was that Hulk was originally purple in the earlier comics before switching to the more famous green color. Hmm. Which one do you think or you can start like picking it I apart. I doubt that <laughs> Do you think any of them are true? Uh
1: I do not think that well. I doubt that it had an R rating. Uh just cuz I I have to imagine that Marvel was from the get-go incredibly conscious of that because they Why, know I, my... that that would cut the box office. Uh, potential Mm. if kids can't go by themselves uh captain america see i don't know enough about comics to say if either of either the first or the third one uh is more likely (laughs) but i don't eh, captain america's been around for a while so it seems like it'd be a stretch to leave him out i will say that the hulk was purple
0: you think that was the lie? Yes. You're right.
1: Ah. So,
0: okay. Uh, the team of, of the Avengers, uh, they had dropped apparently to four members because the Hulk was momentarily departing from the group. They encounter this mysterious frozen man in the ocean. They, it turns out to be Steve Rogers. and they thaw him out, and then the existing Avengers grant him uh, founding status uh, and the rest is comic book history. Then the second truth is that the film did initially achieve an R rating in the U.S. Uh, which, of course, you mentioned this, this would have slashed, like, box office budgets because, I mean, fewer people could see it. Uh, and apparently it was going to originally get an R rating because they impaled this guy. <laughs> uh, I think it was Agent Coulson's death. Um, and, and because the violence was so graphic... In that, like, they were going to get an R rating, so they had to, like, tone things down. But, the lie, you're right. Uh, the Hulk wasn't originally purple. He was actually gray originally, uh, but then he was made green because it was just easier for printing.
1: You know what's funny about all that? What? I <laughs> listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot where they do a similar thing to this, only it's, uh, the, there's only one one true story. Uh, so yeah. it's two lies and a truth, and and uh, I thought that's what I was playing, um, even though you told me the rules twice, and so I was thinking that it was actually true that the Hulk was purple, and so I backed into it, and I thought oh. the other ones, I thought the other ones were lies, so I won by doing exactly the wrong thing.
0: Cool. Yep. Yeah, that's right. You you won technically, and we're back with our new segment called Streaming Addictions. All the stuff that we watch on Netflix and HBO way too often and we have a lot of opinions. The latest thing that premiered last weekend was the season two of Westworld and if you haven't watched the first season then you don't care. But in the first season Uh, we find out a lot of shit like Bernard is actually one of the hosts and he's a clone of Arnold, Dr. Ford's original partner in building Westworld. The man in black was indeed William. And then the finale ends with Dolores kicking ass and shooting Ford uh, and kind of leaves us to expect that the hosts are just trying to overthrow all the humans in Westworld then we had the season two premiere last sunday and i again i have mixed feelings about it what did you think of season two premiere of westworld
1: i think they're introducing more timelines and trying to scramble my brain there's the 30 years ago timeline there's the timeline where they're i don't know kind of the current timeline and there's a timeline of two weeks ago leading up to the current timeline and i'm getting confused but it's still a lot of fun (laughs)
0: I am glad you're having fun. I feel frustrated after every episode because I feel like they're just intentionally fucking with us. It's like multiple timelines and because the hosts never age, you never really understand which timeline you're in unless you look really closely for clues. And I just, I don't have that capacity by Sunday night. I think it's a show meant for people who, who have absolutely no distractions whatsoever when they watch tv uh
1: well it does feel a little bit like if if westworld came along or maybe it it couldn't have come along uh if it hadn't been preceded by game of thrones with its myriad storylines and and really minute details that take advantage of the fact that so many people read the books and will pick up on certain things and the rumors will spread and that's part of the storytelling true and so it's that it's it's incredibly complex and woven together but uh it it, it feels like it's for that audience and it's for people who really like going seven layers deep
0: i love game of thrones and i love finding clues in game of thrones so i don't understand why i can devour game of thrones and and hang on that and yet when westworld comes on for whatever reason i can't like my brain rejects it and i I, I just want, I want to be able to grasp onto something and because I feel like I haven't been able to, I have just banished the show in my mind and I will watch it out of spite and I will only retain half of it and I'm never going to know which timeline we're in and I'm just, I'm mad about this show. I have a feeling that I'm not going to want to cover this after this, this podcast. Like with, I've seen the season two premiere I will watch the show, but I cannot imagine having anything nice to say about it afterwards.
1: Well, this is I, the, the thing that 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 brings up is is kind of uh, something I've been wondering about, which is how quickly they how quickly they move through these two weeks and start getting into somewhere where there's a little distinguishing uh, factor in terms of of setting or or something to, to kind of indicate those timelines. And I mean, one of the things that that's been speculated on is is whether or not the hosts break out of the park and and i i mean yeah as long as we're in like i said as as long as we're in these thing this this uh period where there's the the timeline from 30 years ago the timeline from that we saw last season the timeline of two weeks ago the current timeline it is a little tough to follow uh but when you get to you know if they get out of the park um, or get into one of the other six parks that they alluded to last week um, then I think that gets a little easier to tell, and it seems like they're going there with the introduction of the samurai warriors at the end of last season, and the dead Siberian tiger by the the you know uh, big pond that they find all of the all of the hosts in, and, and whatnot. So it seems like they're going to somewhere where there is going to be a little bit of distinction, um, and and where the story does start to kind of branch away from from just those two arcs, which I hope so are very similar.
0: I mean, yes, one can only hope because otherwise, then it, it really is just this this background noise until Game of Thrones comes back.
1: Well, I hope they do go there soon because it's it if they spend three or four episodes telling the story of two weeks, that's really going to seem like they're just milking this thing. And
0: we'll see if it gets any better. Uh, I mean, it's beautiful scenery and the actors are really good and. I I just wish it was a little easier to follow. I wish the writers would just get off of their high horses and just take a step back and try to tackle half the things that they were trying to tackle per season. It's not going to end in a way that is ever going to satisfy anyone at this point. So for the nobody that's listening, including the none of the writers of Westworld who are listening, you don't know. I <laughs> I I warn you. You, you're going into to wormholes that you, you're never gonna find your way out of. You are trying to cash checks that are gonna bounce. So think about it. Think about the end goal of like, how do you want people to feel when this is all said and done? Because it's HBO money and you have a lot to burn. You could tie this up in a way where people could walk away from it, both enthralled and satisfied, unlike Lost. I will never, never not feel betrayed by the season finale of Lost. Fuck that show. For fuck's sake, J.J. Abrams. Anyway, fix yourself, Westworld. The end.
1: I don't have anything good to follow that.
0: (laughs) Well, then I think that is a good way to end that segment and then finish up with our final segment, which is just final bets for the week. If there is a show or a game or a movie where you have... You have a prediction for what's going to pan out. Uh, I think this is the time before we close.
1: I'm putting Dolores' body count in episode two at above 12.
0: (laughs) That's a good one. And I am predicting that Deadpool 2 is going to be better than the Avengers on Rotten Tomatoes. When does that come out? May 17th. May 18th. Yeah, it is. It's a week or two away. I have a really strong feeling that's going to be a lot more fun to review than fucking Westworld. Okay. (laughs) More beer. (laughs) Goodbye, world. (laughs)